The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that discovers something new about history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Lussier, and today we're talking about the origins of the U.S. Postal Service, an institution that's been delivering mail to Americans even before the U.S. became a country. The day was July 26, 1775. The U.S. Postal System was established by the Second Continental Congress. It was a full year before the colonies would declare their independence from England, but the delegates recognized that mail service was vital to their cause. In time, most citizens came to share that high opinion, with the postal system's operations serving as an early example of the benefits of the new government. When the American colonies were founded in the 1600s, there wasn't much need for domestic mail service. Most of the colonists' correspondence was with people back in England, and for those letters, they relied on the British royal mail system. The arrangement was hardly perfect, though. Deliveries from across the pond didn't adhere to a set schedule, and could often take several months to arrive. And if that wasn't inconvenient enough, colonists also had to collect their mail from local inns and taverns, as there were no post offices or mail carriers to bring it to their homes. In 1753, Pennsylvania statesman Benjamin Franklin was appointed Deputy Postmaster General of the American Colonies. During his tenure, which lasted more than 20 years, Franklin made countless improvements to the British mail system. He charted new, more efficient routes for mail wagons and introduced standardized delivery costs based on distance and weight. He also instituted the idea of having postal riders travel day and night, using lanterns to light their horses' way. Within a few years, Franklin had vastly increased the speed of the mail, cutting delivery times between Philadelphia and New York by 50%. 
his changes proved so effective that by 1761, the colony's postal system was turning a profit for the first time in its history. Ben Franklin was clearly the right man for the job, but as the colonies moved toward independence, the British crown began to have serious doubts about his allegiance. Finally, in 1774, Franklin was dismissed from his role as postmaster due to his anti-British stance on taxation without representation. However, in just two years' time, England's loss would prove to be America's gain. The revolution created a much greater need for an organized domestic postal service, one that wasn't controlled by the British. Such a system would promote the free exchange of ideas among colonial leaders while also providing a way to keep their supporters informed about the cause. In an effort to meet this need, independent post offices were established throughout the colonies, sometimes started by town officials and sometimes by colonial assemblies. However, by the summer of 1775, the war with England was in full swing, and the need for a more unified and more reliable postal system could no longer be ignored. When the Second Continental Congress convened in Philadelphia that May, delegates like James Madison and, of course, Ben Franklin, made sure that the nation's post was a top priority. On May 29th, 19 days after the meeting began, the delegates appointed a committee of six members, including Franklin, to, quote, consider the best means of establishing posts for conveying letters and intelligence through this continent. The committee spent nearly two months exploring the best way to do that, and on July 25th, it presented its findings to the rest of the Congress. One day later, the draft was debated paragraph by paragraph, and the version that was ultimately adopted that afternoon became the charter of the new United States Post Office or USPO. In addition to establishing the postal system, the Congress also appointed its first postmaster general, none other than Benjamin Franklin himself. His years of experience with mail service and the colonies made him an obvious choice, but Franklin's appointment also came with the added benefit of annoying the British by essentially using one of the Crown's former agents against it. Once again, Franklin proved to be a smart hire, going on to establish new routes between Florida and Maine, as well as regular service between the U.S. and Britain. He only served as postmaster for a little over a year, at which point he was sent to France as a diplomat. But his contributions during that short time were enough to earn him the honor of being pictured on the country's first general-issue postage stamp, which went on sale in New York City in 1847. Benjamin Franklin was succeeded as Postmaster General, first by businessman Richard Bache in 1776, and then by publisher Ebenezer Hazard in 1782. Seven years after that, President George Washington appointed former Congressman Samuel Osgood as the first Postmaster General under the new U.S. Constitution. By that point, there were approximately 75 post offices across the country, with the promise of many more to come. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can get in touch directly 
by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.